You are tuned into Free City Radio on CKUT 90.3 FM. Today on the broadcast, uh, we are going to be having an in-studio discussion about a very important upcoming uh, vigil and march in Montreal that takes place every October 4th in the city. Um, that's the annual vigil um, for missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit people. Uh, it's been almost a decade now, or perhaps longer, that this has been taking place in the city. Um, and one of the groups that coordinates the event is the Center for Gender Advocacy. And we are in studio with Dana Danger, uh, who's one of the organizers at the center and an artist in the city. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chimagwich. How's it going today? Today is a good day. Yeah. Got some emailing done. That feels so good at the beginning of the day. Right on. <laughs> and I guess you have a lot of emailing to do because of, mm -hmm. of this event and many other projects you're working on. Oh, yeah. How's, how's it looking for October 4th? Maybe share with us a bit about what this event is and mm. how, how it goes down. Yeah. So um, Missing Justice is the, the campaign that's a kind of like a solidarity group um, that has been helping put on this vigil in March, um, specifically on October 4th and February 14th um, for many, many years. But um, yeah, it's looking to be, um, it's interesting. There's been a lot of like mixed feelings. I think uh, for a while there were, it kind of quieted it down uh, in terms of like people gathering. Um, we see, you know, we see this with like uh, groups that like, there's only so much energy that folks have. So yeah, I feel like this event is gonna be a little different. Um, but and and hopefully like really bringing a lot of like positivity and uh, joy to the folks who are affected very much by this acronym so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well just i mean maybe to explore this a little bit more because mm -hmm. i mean obviously we see now even the mainstream media or yeah. like liberal politicians addressing um this issue but um for many years before that this was a, a campaign that took place at a very grassroots level that yes. communities affected led this struggle yeah. um to to speak out about um missing and murdered in indigenous women girls and two-spirit people this was um something also that we didn't see in the mainstream media yeah. um so how is ad addressing that fact that we are seeing it talked about in the halls of power as it were right but there's still the very intense reality that Absolutely. that hasn't changed yeah i mean um i think a lot of people are very grateful that there is an inquiry but at the same time it still is within a colonial institution and the people that are feeling uh who are doing that job um, a lot of indigenous women that are doing that job um it still isn't very safe for them to do that job or to do that job to the ways in which we would like to as a community versus how the government would like that to happen. There's that's too very, and we see that very often right now with the pipeline talks that are happening out West. Mm -hmm. There's, um, there's ways in which, you know what I mean? So, um, what I think is that even though we are very happy that this inquiry is uh, there, we can still be critical of what is that outcome and that very much still there are lots of people that are struggling and that are at risk um, of going missing. We see that all the time. Uh, right now uh, in Ottawa, the families of Sisters in Spirit um, have also organized, uh, well, they were the first ones really to do that. And so we're like 
organizing in solidarity with them. Like I've reached out to Bridget Holy just to be like, hey, we're we're gunning for you too. Like we want to be a part of this and open that dialogue. And um, since I am new to this position, uh, I want to do things in good faith and in a good way. Um, and that's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to build up. So I'm hoping that this is kind of like this event kind of kickstarts that and like maybe can lead to something else. Who knows? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, the events that have been happening out West have been happening for like 27 years and wow. it's the same sort wow. of thing too, right? So it's wow. like, yeah, uh, can you imagine keeping that amount of energy for that long, right? Um, wow. No wonder people can't really get anything done. They're so busy worrying about, um, worrying about uh, just staying alive half the time and surviving. So there needs to be a shift in, in that and the criminalization of indigenous bodies um, the, all of that sort of stuff and like what do people actually want um, because n not all indigenous people are going to want the same thing either that's the big thing you know that we have to recognize is that we're not like a pan-indigenous sort of like like view of like how we're supposed to solve this either but it, yeah mm -hmm. so there, a lot was brought up there and, mm. and, and you mentioned a person that has been really important to these mobilizations Bridget Tolley absolutely um, as, as amazing voice and organizer maybe for people who aren't aware if you could share a bit about Bridget and and mm -hmm. and the fact she's been involved for so long in her own personal connection just as as, as a person maybe who we don't see mm. talking about these issues on CBC but has been yeah. at a grassroots level for a long time oh yeah I feel like she's definitely been a person that's been really instrumental to that and has like been fighting for uh, justice for her mother for a very, very long time. Her mother, uh, I think it's Gla uh, Gladys Tolly is, uh, yeah, still hasn't received uh, justice in quotation marks. Uh, so there's like a lot going on with that right now. Um, so I would just to respect um, their family, I won't go much into sure. it because, nope. you know, these are the things that uh, we need to talk about with MMIWG2S2 is that um, often like we want to gather and like really uplift people. Um, but we have to be so careful in terms of like whether or not the families, like what do the families want too, because they're the ones who are affected by this, the communities that are affected by this. And so there's kind of this like um, this line that we have to like be very careful of, of, of how we, we don't want to tokenize anyone. We want to make sure that like uh, that they, that folks know what they're kind of getting into and that some families don't want to participate too, because it's really re-traumatizing this whole, like all of this. Um, and there people are still, like there's many people that have been fighting for justice for over like 20 years for their family members still. So, um, you know, we have, we want to make sure that, the, that we don't lose sight of like who, like who is really affected by this. And I think, um, you know, you'll see certain key player, like key people, people in this um this, these march individuals that come and like are visible and then not and visible in the not is because you know you can't maintain the um that constant like pushing 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 people have to, we have to collaborate on that mm -hmm. so um i'm really grateful for all of the work from families of sisters and spirit and there's there's been a lot of ups and downs different thoughts about what should be the topics um i mean decriminalization of sex work comes up a lot where people are really for it and then other people see it as like colonial male violence and um absolutely but um mm -hmm. kind of like i see cer certain like rhetoric being very um anti-agency is how i see it not really you know 
I'm not like pro this and pro that. I'm like, I want people to have choices. I want people to have agency to make those choices. And there's a lot of different arguments around, around um, what sort of situations you have to be in order to have agency and choice, you know? So that's kind of like where my stance is and that's my political like sort of stance and, um, and how I see like, yeah, giving people the ability to choose mm. is really important in whatever sort of work they do. Because like, unless you're willing to cure like poverty, homelessness, give houses to everybody, make it so that it's safe to like use, make it so that like, you can't just tell people to like, don't do this, don't do that. Meanwhile, you're on the street. Like, it's just, it's a lot. And for those that aren't even on the street, you know, there's many different class levels that this affects. And just because you get higher in a class level doesn't mean that this acronym is not still very much looming over your shoulder, you know? Because on the street, you're just read as what you're read as. So. Mm -hmm. We're in studio with uh, Dana Danger from the Center for Gender Advocacy, speaking on the upcoming October 4th annual vigil and march for missing and murdered Indigenous <coughs> women, girls, and two spirit people. Um, of course, there's also the action that takes place on February 14th. Mm -hmm. um, so um, you've been on the sh this show before as an artist also. Um, and I do also, um, having participated in these actions, I always remember the important role that um, song and also visual artistic presence plays in in these gatherings. Um, so how, how's that for you as an artist, sort of like um, you're organizing this event with the Center for Gender Advocacy, but also Indigenous art plays a, a, a big role? Absolutely. Um, I think that's like for me a really important um, part of this um, of gathering together is like sharing songs with each other because <clears throat> we're all from very many different nations um, especially in urban centers so there are obviously always the custodians of the land so we always need to make sure that we're doing that stuff in a good way and trying to look at those relationships because we are on unceded territory and uh, there's a whole history a very like charged history there so we want to respect that and um you know, uh, but at the same time, I think as an artist, the what drew me to um, these these vigils and these rallies and these marches was being able to share song um, because we would oft I, I also sing in a drum group called Odaya and we were often asked and that was like really my first way of getting involved with this type of activism was through song and sharing that with um, my drumming sisters, um, which was really important and pivotal for me and um, was always very curious at the ways in which um these vigils and marches came together and um and who's kind of like running them and all these sort of things just to be you know because we always have a critical mind and like but we also don't like a lot of folks don't have a lot of energy too so for me it was really important to like reach out to like local um indigenous folks to who wanted to like contribute um there's like their songs their music their creativity to this um event to kind of give them a platform to to like express themselves because not everyone's gonna like be you know i'm not that like kind of speaker that's really good at like knocking out those points that are really important for people to hear there are people that do that that are very good at that how i can help is like to sing to help like activate and like get folks um participating in that and when we all sing together, especially some of the songs that everyone knows, oh, it's so powerful. Yeah, and so that's what I'm hoping 
is to kind of give those folks a platform. And I'm really lucky to be working with Jessica uh, Keanu uh, from Esquayu. Like that's through the Native Women's Shelter of Montreal. Uh, she's been super pivotal in like that person. And she's doing she's doing that work. She's doing all of that work with Missing and Murdered um, and doing that tough, tough work. So I'm really excited to be partnering with groups and still wanting to reach out and do more collaboration with that because I feel like there's a lot of other organizations that want to get involved and help out because it like unfortunately these things like take like monetary like there's monetary like funds that need to like be you know because I, I want my artists to be paid also I know that wasn't always a thing that Odaya uh, accepted because we did it for our community mm-hmm. but um I don't that's like my, my goal my goal is that like n- you know uh, we want to come together and do that, um, but also people should be paid for that time and knowledge that went into their craft and went into what they're doing. So it's, yeah, it's a hard, it's hard, but we're under capitalism. So this is like what we have to do. <laughs> but, you know, just under capitalism, whatever. <laughs> True fact. Yes. Uh, but uh, going to events like this are such a reminder of the other um, spirits and forces that exist. Um, yep. Thanks for coming to talk about it. Mm. Um, this is, of course, the annual um, uh, vigil that takes place on October 4th. Uh, we're in studio with Dana Danger. Um, where can people join this event if they're interested in checking it out or um, being we, part of it? Right. So the there is a Facebook event. Um, that I believe is called uh, Love, Rage, and Solidarity, 13th March and Vigil for MMIWG. Um, There is another one that is uh, the Ottawa one, so just like make sure, because the images, they're two very different images. One is done by Chief Ladybird in Ottawa, and uh, Meki Ottawa was uh, this amazing local Indigenous artist that like did um, revamped our poster, revamped our logo, so I'm very excited for folks to see that, and there will be t-shirts there that you can like purchase, um, by donation, whatever, you know, pay what you can kind of type of deal, and that just goes back into... Um, helping organize, which is mostly just me, like trying to pay people. That's really it, you know? Right on, right on. Yeah. So that's where they can find it on there. I'm sure that we'll have something on our website, but Facebook is uh, the best the best way to find that event. Okay. And um, the location? The location is going to start at Cabot Square. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, at 6 p.m. So we've been in studio today with Dana Danger. Um, Thanks for making the time to come here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Chima Gwich. I've never been this early for anything. This is like a whole week early. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wow. Thanks again. And um, I guess we'll go with an artist who I I think you've had some collaboration with, or Chris Dirksen. Oh, yeah. Chris Dirksen. So this is Chris Dirksen with uh, the piece Fires. Um, this is Free City Radio on CKT 90.3 FM. I've been your host, Stefan Christoph. Do stay tuned. The XX Files is coming up next.